0: Hey, fellow life breathers, welcome to another five-minute drop in aloha and peace. I'm Dr. J. I'm a licensed psychologist, certified hypnotherapist, and psychospiritualist. And what that means is that in the next few minutes that we have together, you and I are going to be discussing different strategies and tips that can help us to reduce things like stress and anxiety, but also discussing different perspectives that we might not have thought about before that really does help us to show up on a day-to-day basis so that we can live a life that matters, not to other people, but to us ourselves. And so in this particular episode, it's going to be a special one because it will be the last 2019 episode of Aloha and Peace. And in thinking about creating this particular episode, I wanted to set the intention, not just the intention of helping you guys to have a tool set to gather your tools from, but also to be able to give you a wider perspective and really expanding our conscious awareness of not just living a life that matters, but remembering who we really are. And I thought, this particular episode was fitting to discuss things like who we really are because it really does help me to think back to what 2019 was like. So in addition to sharing a little bit more about what 2019 was like for me and tying it back to why that might be helpful for you, I wanted to also talk about goal setting and how we can set goals not just to achieve them, but to set goals that actually matter. So if we can start back from 2019, I want you guys to sit wherever you are, whether you're in your car or maybe you're on the toilet listening to this particular episode, but I want you to think about 2019 and why 2019 was important to you. So I remember someone told me that they never get up from a meditation session until they feel like they've changed in some way. And since I've heard that and I've adopted it, I really do sit down to every meditation session and I don't get up until I know I've changed in some way. And likewise, I would like for us to consider moving on to the next year and not just the year 2020, but a new decade, not moving forward until we know for sure for ourselves why 2019 has changed us. So I've been guided to share a little bit more about myself and be a little bit more vulnerable in this particular episode compared to other episodes that I've done in the past. 2019 for me has been... A year of um, getting to a place where I can be comfortable knowing that my world can turn upside down, not just once, not just twice, but it will continue to turn upside down over and over and over again until I've evolved to a complete um, conscious awareness in which I can remember who I really am. So what does that mean? So a few months before 2019 began, in 2018... um, my life was turned upside down. And the best way I can describe it is as if I had been walking down a sidewalk, got hit with a really big, like a grand piano, for example, went into a coma, didn't remember who I was. I didn't have any piece of identity on me. So I don't remember who I am. Here I am with no recollection of who I am, what my interests are, um, what I'm passionate about, who my family members are. And no one is there to actually collect me or to claim me, right? So there's no one to help me along the way to remember who I am. And so what I do is I move out to a nicer location like Hawaii for example or just somewhere nice and I'm starting to rebuild my life and let's just pretend that after the the accident I'm I've built my life for let's say say 20 years right so I'm living this life as best as I can 20 years in I get into another accident where another big piece of equipment falls on me but this time when I come out of that coma I don't remember just that those 20 years that I've been rebuilding, but I now remember my whole lifetime before even the first accident. So trying to merge and reintegrate what my past life was like into what I've been building in the the past 20 years can be really difficult if you think about maybe having had started a new family and new, new friends. And so 2019 was all about trying to get acclimated and trying to find the best way as possible as I can to integrate into my life the things that I now remember about who I am. And so that's the best metaphor that I can come up with in terms of what 2019 was like. I've gone through this, um, the lid was blew open blown open, so to speak, in that I've been remembering things about who I was, who I am beyond this lifetime. And for some of you listening, this might sound a little boo-boo, a little out there, but bear with me here. So I'm remembering things and parts of why I'm here beyond this lifetime, beyond ways that I could have possibly imagined before 2019 or 2018. and trying to reintegrate that into my life now, the life that I've built as a scientist, as a psychologist, as someone who loves numbers and research and proving things and theories, um, has been really difficult to say the least. Along with that, experiencing things that, in the best way that I can put it, if I were to put myself in front of a, a medical professional, I would have totally knocked off all of those bullet points for someone who has suffered from severe depression or someone who has schizophrenia. Um, but being able to really come from a place where I'm so grounded in knowing that the things that I'm learning about myself, the things that I've been experiencing isn't one of a mental incapacitation, but one of mental expansion has been extremely difficult. And there have been individuals along the way that have truly, truly brought so much healing and so much expansion to my life into my soul. I can't help but feel my heart expand. And I'm so grateful for that. And 2019 for me really has been the year where I have learned to start acclimating to my world, having turned upside down, almost like Alice in Wonderland when she, where she falls down that big hole, um, but I'm still learning to do that, and I know that as long as I keep my awareness open, as long as I keep my um, attention on knowing that it can turn upside down again and that the things that I believe and know now can always be taken out from under me like a rug pulled out from under me and having to reacclimate to even more understanding and wisdom about where I come from who I am as long as I have that understanding that knowing that change truly is the only constant I know I'm good but 2019 truly has been very painful for me it's been very it's been a whirlwind Um, it's been such an awesome ride and the reason why I'm going through this long-winded detail of what 2019 was like is because one of the biggest things that I've learned in this past year is that there is beauty in everything so my first name Jisan means one who knows beauty and I always thought I knew what that name meant right yes I know what's beautiful music moves me arts move me nature moves me when I see kindness and love it moves me and I thought that that was what was beautiful And I had put a a period at the end of that sentence in the past. But when I consider what I've learned in the past year, there isn't a period there. There's simply a comma. And what I mean by that is there's beauty in everything. And when I say everything, I mean even in things like violence, anger, hostility, murder. And I know a lot of you will find a lot of resistance to this new... um, piece of information that I'm putting out there for you to consider. I'm not saying you have to agree with me. I'm not saying you have to believe it, but consider for a second that life is a dance of really integrating and dancing between different polarities. So when we think about polarities, I want you to think about the word opposites for um, ease of understanding. So when you think black, or when I say black, you think white, right, tall, short, big, small, life is all about balancing polarities or opposites. So if life really is about mastering the dance of duality, it's also understanding that there's beauty in things like joy, excitement, happiness, peace. But there's also many things to appreciate and things like violence and anger. And believe me, I've had my share of physical sexual abuse as well. So I understand what it might feel like for those of you listening to it and feeling the resistance right now. But there is beauty in everything. And if there is beauty in everything, including anger, violence, hostility, what does that tell you about your life so far? What does that mean to you? If it were true, to the extent that it were true, that there is beauty in all things. What would that mean for you and your particular experiences until today? And I want you to think about your life, not just 2019, perhaps. Maybe it's time for us to really consider our lives until this point in time. As much as we can remember, if there is beauty in everything, including the the pretty and the ugly, the the bad and the good, if life is the dance of polarities, of understanding that it's integrating both ends of the um, spectrum. Or when I look at a quarter, I see two different sides. If If it really is about understanding there are two sides to everything, what does that tell you about your life today and what you've been through until today? So I want you to think about reflecting on your life until now, not just in terms of setting goals moving forward, identifying where you fell short and where you would like to keep moving forward, but thinking about goal setting in this this framework that it's about the process, right? If we set goals to get to a result, if we're results-oriented, we miss the whole point. So for example, if I were to set a goal to, um, let's say, eat healthy, and even then it's not a and we'll, we'll talk about goal setting in more of a specific way in just a few minutes. But if I want to eat healthy, right? And I want to get to the end result of eating healthy. What about the whole process in between? If life is a dance between polarities, it is about the fact that there's beauty in everything. Isn't it more so wise of us to consider that this moment, being involved in the process, understanding, taking in is all that matters, It really is about building the character. It's about who we're becoming and how we can really be consciously aware of who we're becoming, how we're changing. That really, truly does matter. Consider your life, consider this year, however far back you'd like to go in terms of what has that process been like for you? Not just how far have you come, but what was that process like? So let's talk about goal setting really quick before I forget. So when I teach clients how to set goals, I make sure that they understand their particular guidelines they need to follow in order for them to actually set and, and meet their goals. Not just set and meet goals, but to understand when you follow this particular set of framework or boundaries here and setting your goals I want you to understand that you will never again set goals that don't mean anything to you and you will be able to set goals in such a way that you are able to actually meet them. When you think of setting any type of goal I want you to remember the acronyms SMARTY+. plus. SMARTY+. So it's S-M-A-R-T-Y and then the plus sign. I know a lot of you have probably heard of setting SMART goals which is great. But I want you to add the Y and the plus, and we'll go through what each of the the letters in the acronym means. So S means specific. Is your goal specific enough? So going back to my example before, I want to eat healthy. It's probably not specific enough if my friend Anna can't tell me what that means. Because to Anna, maybe eating healthy is all about eating a paleo diet. But for me, eating healthy means um, I want to eat gluten-free, for example right? So eating healthy, what does that look like? So being more specific and adding specificity to the goal in such a way that an outside observer can understand what it is that your goal um, means. So not just I want to eat healthy, but I want to eat a gluten-free diet for six out of the seven days in each week, okay? So that's specificity. The M is measurable. Is your goal measurable? I would say yes. I can say I ate a gluten-free diet six out of the seven days. It's, it's a measurable goal. The A is, is it attainable? So the difference between attainable and then realistic in the way that I describe it to my students or to my clients is that attainable means I can do it. The realistic means it's been done before. So going back to the A, can I do it? Do I have the finances, the resources, the time to be able to eat a gluten-free diet six out of the seven days? Is it realistic? Has it been done before? I would say yes. There are people out there that eat gluten-free all the time. So we we went through the S-M-A-R. And then T, is it time-bound? The number one reason why my clients fail to meet their goals each and every single time, is because you don't put a timestamp stamp on it. So I want you to give yourself a deadline. When is the deadline by which I will say that I have met the goal? Because if I don't give myself a deadline, I tend to procrastinate. And that is true. That resonates true for a lot of people. So I will eat a, a gluten-free diet six out of the seven days consistently by, right, And then if you want to be really specific and detailed, say 90% of the time by, and then give yourself a deadline um, by June of 2020. So we went through SMART and then the why. This is the part of the framework that shows you how to set a goal that is meaningful to you. So when you set that why, the why stands for, um, I know it's not spelled correctly with the why, but what is your why? What is your motivation? What is the reason why you want to do this? So for example, I have clients that set goals that they think is meaningful to them. They go through the SMART, S-M-A-R-T, they finally get to the why, and their motivation for wanting to meet that goal isn't actually rooted in that, yes, this is meaningful to me, or no, it's not meaningful to me. So for example, if I have a client that wants to lose 20 pounds of fat by March 2020, and we get to the why, and she says, to look good in a bathing suit then I have to prod and ask her questions about what types of emotions are connected to that. Are they emotions that are constricting? Because if they're constricting emotions, they're not going to be very motivating for her to follow through. Are they rooted in core values? Is it really that important for my client to look good? Why does she want to look good or he? So getting to your why and setting your why for what reason you're setting this goal really does help us to see whether or not this goal is meaningful to you. And then the plus is, is it challenging enough? I've had a lot of clients who set goals that are way too challenging or clients that set goals that aren't challenging enough. And what happens when goals aren't challenging enough? We get bored with them. So if you follow this guideline of setting SMARTY plus goals, S-M-A-R-T-Y plus goals, you are likely to set goals that are meaningful to you, A, and B, set goals that you can actually achieve. In closing, I would like to really help you guys to reconsider what it means to set goals in a way that we think about the process, we think about who we're becoming, not just the results. Because it's not about waking up when you're 95 going, yes, I lived a life that was well, if you haven't really experienced the 95 years of being alive. It really is about the process. This is why when we, for example, set goals to go to the gym, If we go to the gym to look good, going to the gym is going to be like pulling teeth. But if we go to the gym because we want to feel good, because the process of getting stronger each and every time we go to the gym, or that process of really feeling that sense of empowerment and pride and confidence in our abilities to follow through, It's about the process and understanding that process. If we are to set goals and understanding that it's about the process, not necessarily the results, we're more likely to meet those goals. We're more likely to live a life that matters. So with that being said, I hope this served you all well. Um, happy 2019. I hope you do start 2020 with an open heart, full of love, laughter, and joy. I'm Dr. J. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me at drj at yourlifeinspired.com. That's J at yourlifeinspired.com. I'll talk to you guys in the new year.